Hey everyone, you're listening to the Commander's Brew Podcast. And around here, we want to bring you the funnest EDH decks possible on a reasonable budget. So, if you're a Commander player who loves an interesting brew, we're the cast for you. Hey, if you've been here a while and you're loving what we do, consider supporting our show by subscribing on YouTube or giving us a five-star review on iTunes. Or, the biggest and best support is over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash commandersbrew, where you can support us directly while joining other like-minded commander players on our Discord. But without further ado, this week's episode is Tanazir Quandrix. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 295 of the Commander's Brew. Mandy Ooh. Hall, this is Sean Tabaris. How are Hello, we doing? Everybody. We are we are good. Royally we, the royal we is doing great. So just you. Yes. I mean I can I can only speak for myself. <laughs> right. The royal we meaning the opposite of we. Yeah, the royal we is the opposite of we. The royal up <laughs> is the opposite of down. <laughs> Royal we the king of the consoles. <laughs> the royal we. Yes, yes, king of the I mean is the we <laughs> anything anymore? I feel the we died quick. I don't know. I mean, it was around, but yeah, I don't know. It's 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 one of it's, it was a you know what? I think I think it counts as a fad. Yeah. I think the we counts as a fad. Every like I knew the Wii was like extra popular when my uh our friends parents bought one. Yes. And like they did not they don't play video games, you know. To play to wreck their flat screen playing <laughs> yeah. tennis. <laughs> to throw their controller through it when they're bowling. I mean it gave us the Mies. Gave us the music. The music? The Wii the music. music. Yeah. Do 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 do. And then and now I have and now like I'm like, well, you know, I wasn't really in on the Wii at that point. I didn't have one. My roommate eventually got one, but it was very late into the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um so like I really didn't experience um much of the Wii or the Wii U. But now I got a switch, and guess what? They don't have no music. There's no fun Wii music. There's no cute little no. guys that you make. It's no, brutal. I can't. I can't make my yeah yeah it's pretty brutal. we loved we everyone loved that part of the Wii why not just carry that on that was the only like <laughs> part of the Wii that had the longevity so and it is easily transferable to the Switch absolutely and like I guess there's like there's some games where you still use a me like I know in Mario Kart you get to make your me yeah you still get to do that you still get to have your like person it's all the fun like facial options smash brothers yeah exactly is there a me option i think i believe there is yeah i don't have that game but it's a good one it's a good game i just don't have it i know there's a lot of (laughs) serious smash brothers fans out there oh boy we could (laughs) yeah there there is that is a serious game so sean magic yes magic news yeah um uh, we actually got a huge drop of magic news today a huge drop a tasty drop, a, a couple of teasers for the new Dungeons and Dragons set, a couple of teasers for the new Modern Horizons set. Yep. Counterspell is coming to Modern as a format. 
Is it really? Oh, yeah. wow. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I saw that and I did not put two and two together. Yeah. I didn't, it didn't track for me that, oh yeah, then now that means that's in modern. Yeah. I mean. Counterspell. I can't talk too much about modern. I don't. No. Know anything about it, especially no. since they introduced that other format, which I want to call. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's not what I want. I was going to call it Pilgrim. Pilgrim? Pilgrim. Yeah, okay. But did okay. you see Secret Packs 2? Yeah. Secret Packs 2 is happening. So that's yeah. exciting. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. My favorite part of it is um, the fact that we're getting this hard crossover with D&D. Yeah. Right? I know you're, rec- you're a recent convert, right? You've got a campaign going? I got a campaign going. I Yes, I am, I am recently um, hooked on D&D. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think let's say like what I want to talk about right here right now is like what parts of like what part of D and D isn't going to translate over well to magic. It feels like it all just makes total sense. You know, mm. you're a wizard, you're a sorcerer, whatever it is. You cast spells. It all seems to like really line up with the way magic works. You know, there's even like timing restrictions, like. They even have like instants and sorceries. It feels like it's just so perfect. But, you know, is there any part of this IP that isn't going to cross over? Like, is there like, like, I feel like it's, I feel like there's nothing. Like, a, like we were talking just then, we we're talking the uh, beholders mm-hmm. and how they are like very iconic in D&D. Yeah. Um, but they're like a new, I mean, will they be their own creature type? Like, is there going to be behold? Like, now is there going to be a beholder? You got me thinking about creature types now. Or are they? they, they <laughs> are they like there is already there is already like a like a friendly innkeeper has been spoiled. Okay. Uh, and it's like it's like I think it's a one one for one and a green, and it brings a treasure token into play with it. And if you there's a way you can like draw a card off of it or something like that. I don't know. Like you got to jump through some hoops, but it's like a friendly innkeeper, like an NPC. Mm-hmm. And it's a, I believe he's a, some sort of citizen. Okay. Like a citizen. Get, get out of here with cre- the creature types. <laughs> like, well, I don't want to see, I don't want to see a citizen. Like there's. Uh, isn't citizen already a creature type in magic though? No, no. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I didn't check, but you can something made citizen tokens. There's like an old card that makes citizen yes. tokens. But but like the goal should not be to make more creature types and make it more confusing. <laughs> like like just make it a human. I'm t- is there a way to look up like what? Oh yeah, it 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 could t- it can Acacian, Acacian Crier, is that the name of this card? From Ultimate Masters, two and a white. Discard a card, create two, one, one, white citizen creature tokens. The citizen art is cool, though. Those tokens are named citizen. Oh, and Plain White Celebration makes citizens. Right, but those are are not... Cards. Those are 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 not creature types. Those are cards. You're you're right. Those are tokens. Yeah, so there's, there's things named citizen, and then there's citizen as a type. I can't stand it. Um, like, now that we have citizens and I keep wanting to say Beyonders, but it's that's Beholders. The, that's the guy who made Secret War 2 happen. Mm. Beyonder. 
Uh, or maybe Secret War One even. Um, <laughs> the Beholders. I recently, so I've been listening to this podcast about Dungeons and Dragons, and they talk about creatures and stuff. And they talked about, I listened to the one about the Beholders, and they're just, like, the description of the Beholder was the wildest thing I've ever heard. It, like, made very little sense, but also, like, I get what they're, I get what they're going for, you know? It's like, it's like they're the smartest, like, they can, they're, like, they, like, they're basically precogs, like, they know what's a, they know what's going to happen, they, like, their brains are so advanced that they map out every little possibility, but they're also super paranoid, they think everything's out to get them, and they're completely insane. So, like, it was, like <laughs> putting all those things together, it's like I can't, I can't imagine what it would be like to hang out with one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> It'd just be the worst, you know. It's like, uh, yeah, my friend will have the loaded nachos, hold the red onions, I, and he wants a Corona. <laughs> I, I mean, he's not wrong, but, and he's going to put poison in it, and he's going to kill me. Purple monkey dishwasher. Uh, <laughs> No. One of one of the realities. Did you know that one of the realities you kill me? You try to kill me in one of the realities. Hey man, I just need I just need the money for the water bill. Okay, <laughs> I just I just need twenty bucks from you for the water bill. That's it. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were I knew gonna, you were say, gonna that. say that. I knew exactly. I knew exactly every every time we've used the water. I knew exactly to the cent how much money it costs. Um. Anyways, now we're all going to go pet baby goats and uh, <laughs> what beyonder. <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm excited to pet baby goats. I'm not going to lie. Man, listen, I just, listen, we've had a house meeting and... Um, I know exactly what was happened. I know exactly what you said in the house meeting. And you all want me out. You're trying to kick me out of here. <laughs> I haven't paid my rent in a few months and that's why you're trying to kick me out of here. So, well, Beholder, you haven't paid your rent in a few months. What do you want? If you do kick me out, it starts a sequence of events that will eventually lead me, lead me to a tavern in which some adventuring heroes will try to kill me. So if you kick me out, that's the same as trying to kill me. This is the explanation that was given to me about what these guys are like, you know? It's like, yeah. no wonder they live in, like, caves in the underworld or whatever it's called. The underground. I don't know. Under streets? No, it's not called that. No, I don't know. There's, but see, that's the thing. My brain is full of magic lore words and not as many... D and D lore words. Um, you guys, Ravenloft. That's the new. Isn't there something new about Ravenloft? Oh, I don't know. Ravenloft is like sort of the horror genre, the Innistrad oh. of D and D, if oh. you will. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I saw something recently where I thought like there's a new Ravenloft module or something. I mean, there's probably new modules for all kinds of stuff. Hey, I'm just getting into it. You know what I mean? I'm just diving in. I'm just starting to yes, th- I'm starting to dip yes. my toe. I got a level two fighter right now. Um, his name's Dervin Craplash, and he is uh, he's, he's a sword and shield guy. I just got a plus one sword from a, a, a box I found in a crevasse. It's really good. Things are going <laughs> well so far. It's going real nice. good. We um we we had to fight a wizard. Classic D&D stuff, really. Nothing Classic. new here. Uh, evil wizard. <laughs> we had to fight an evil wizard. And, you know, this is the big boss battle of the dungeon. And our our one rogue, he um, he created him twice in a row and killed him. That was it. Guy didn't even get to do anything. Guy tried to run away. <laughs> Guy hit twice. Died. <laughs> he, he got hit once and then i guess there's something that triggers him to run away like if he's at some, some kind of health or maybe just if he gets sure. hit or whatever but he like tried to open the door or something some secret door failed died 
<laughs> so, so our DM is like, well, that was an anticlimactic boss battle, but that was the boss battle. <laughs> I guess See, we're just too good. I don't know. I don't know how much experience your DM has, but there's there's DM tricks to like fudge things mm-hmm. to like you can still let the heroes do what they do, but like make it seem more less anticlimactic. Yeah, <laughs> we do have a we do have a new DM. He's our good friend, uh, a friend of the show, been on the show, our own screaming ball guy, Scott Butler. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and he's been so so great. And uh, but I just thought I I loved it. We were all having a laugh at how. Scott rolled two net 20s, and then of the four damage dice he got to roll, he got to roll four D8s. He hit eight on three of them. Like, <laughs> he had perfect rolls except for one of those, um, like, what, what, six rolls or something like that. Incredible stuff. Anyways. That's incredible. That's the indeed. This is magic. This is different stuff we're talking about, you know. I mean, barely, barely. We're talking about living in, in, a, in an apartment with a beholder and a bard yeah. <laughs> bard creep it down stop playing the bagpipes you're about to play some music and I, i'm gonna ask you now to stop <laughs> i will ask you now i will preempt you it's like i was gonna do that in two hours please do not <laughs> this guy's a no fun where did you meet this guy <laughs> yeah yeah we met him at sneaky d's he was eating all the nachos yeah, he loves nachos. <laughs> oh, that's one thing we all know about beholders is that they love nachos. Love them. Like it's the it's the one food that they're unable to predict how delicious it is. There's a joy too, in that. Yeah, there's too many like <laughs> Too many combinations. Yeah, too many possibilities. It just drives them nuts. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why all beholders have gone insane is because they've tried to create the perfect plate of nachos and it simply cannot be done. It can't be done so, <laughs> because it's like telling a computer to divide by zero. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like you, if you put too much on, the nachos get too soggy. But if you don't put enough yeah. on, you feel like you're missing out on flavors. Right, and and like like the flavor combinations are endless. Like there are endless topping combinations. You can't, even if you're the most advanced mind in the D and D realms, you can't solve it. (laughs) It's like someone told the B I I gotta keep wanting to say beyonder. Someone told the beholder that like you could put like pizza toppings on nachos and they (laughs) like they just lost it like but but pizza toppings have a loose definition anyway because when did broccoli become a pizza topping that is traditionally not a pizza topping but it can be ordered on pizza (laughs) (laughs) it just lost its mind as eye exploded and it's weird little little eye tentacle eye things yeah just shooting beams everywhere it's so yeah. funny because it's such a it's such a game mechanic thing where it's like we want this thing to be super powerful, know everything, and shoot every kind of magic that there is. It's like, okay, yeah. well, he's a floating eyeball and he has eye tentacles. Done, over. Well, I mean, but like, like uh, it, it is. It does sound cheesy, but the in the right situation with the right DM, you could really face them. Like this enemy is too scary. I do not want to. I don't oh, want yeah. to go near this thing. I don't want to go up against one of them. Durbin, oh. Durbin Craplash is steering clear. Let me tell you. <laughs> he is nowhere near good enough to fight a beholder. Um, yeah, he's going oh, to stay away for a while. Well, don't stay away from a podcast. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for listening. You know, listen to having a few laughs with us about D&D. Uh, we love it. Um, we love that you're listening. Thank you very much. Uh, it means a lot to us. 
Some of you even go to patreon.com slash commandersbrew, donate financially that way. Another huge thanks to you. An addition, an additional thanks for that. Uh, that really helps us keep the show going, going and growing. Uh, thank you to those of you who, you know, you can tell a friend, you can give us a nice review on whatever podcast app you use. Uh, maybe you go and click our TCG player link if you're going to buy some singles, because that is a way to help out the show. We get a little slice of anything you buy through that link. And if you're a Canadian listener, we do have the best deal for you. We actually have actual money off your magic singles from the Wizard Tower. Let's hear an ad from them now. We're proud Canadian podcasters, and we're proud to be sponsored by one of Canada's premier card stores, The Wizard's Tower, wizardtower.com. Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code BREWSTRIXHAVEN to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free, as long as you've ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. Cabarro pen. Kaboro pen. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> yeah, right. That was me, me too, in high me school too. all the time. Never had a pen. I I don't think I even had a pencil case in the last couple years of high school. Like it was just constantly like, yo, let me borrow a pen. Give me a pen. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's say. Uh, what do you say we get into this uh, this new deck tech? I'm into it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. It's Tanazir? Tanazir Quandrix. I'm calling this thing Tanazir Quandrix. Yeah, it's Tanazir Quandrix. And uh, we're talking about a true and real elder dragon here. This is... uh, Not too often we get to do a real and true elder dragon in our game that was once called Elder Dragon Highlander. Yeah, still is to many people. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like they're interchangeable. Commander, EDH, we, I, you know, I use both. Yeah. I mean, I try to stick with Commander because we have a, our podcast is Commander's Brew, not EDH Brew. But <laughs> that's just a personal choice. Yeah. We talk about EDH on Commander's Brew, which yeah. is just Commander. There's, you know, It's got two names. It's like soccer and football. Yeah. <clears throat> you, we're, the, we're a couple of Ted Lassos. It's more right depending on where you are. <laughs> But bo- both of them are still right. Like soccer mm-hmm. is more right mm-hmm. here than it is in, in England or Europe. Yeah. But um, yeah. Anyways, so let's start talking about Tanazir Quandrix then. Great. Tanazir Quandrix. This is what we're brewing around. Let me let me give you a read here. Tanazir Quandrix, three green, blue, legendary elder dragon, four, four, flying trample. Decent. Decent already on Dece, the top. Decent. Looking good. When Tanazir enters the battlefield, double the number of plus one plus one counters on target creature you control. That's awesome. Uh, that is allowed to be Tanazir themselves if somehow you've got creatures entering with counters on them. Uh, and here's the big part. When Tanazir atta- whenever Tanazir Quandris attacks, you may have the base power and toughness of other creatures you control become equal to Tanazir Quandrix's power and toughness until end of turn. So right away, we're, we're kind of pointed in like two directions, and we're going to take advantage of it. Either you make Tanazir enormous so that whenever Tanazir attacks, everything else you have also gets enormous. Or you make something 
pretty big with plus one plus one counters and then Tanizir comes down and makes that thing doubly large because of the counters and then whenever you uh, plus one plus one counters work very well with changing the base power and toughness because the counters stick on top of it if one one has five counters on it it becomes a six six but if you make its base power and toughness four four then it's like a 4-4 wearing six counters, so it's really now a 10-10, so it still works. Tanazir works either way, and we're going to kind of focus in and do a bit of a boggles or bogles kind of thing mm -hmm. by making hexproof unblockably things, uh, and then just make them way too big to deal with. So that's the plan. Nice. I love it. Yeah. So let's set the scene here. Um, well, Andy, what kind? What are some of the little dudes we're gonna be either putting counters on or making base power and toughness? Twenty twenty. One of my favorite little dudes from recent memory uh, is included here. It's Ginger Brute, uh, mm -hmm. the one mana um, artifact creature, food golem. Love it. I forget. I forget. He's a golem. That's that's fun. Um, he's got haste, and he's a one one, and you can pay one. And Ginger Brute can't be blocked this turn except by creatures with haste. You know, it's a run, run fast as you can. Can't catch me. I'm the Gingerbread Man. Mm -hmm. uh, the Ginger Brute Man. Well, you need to have haste to catch him. Uh, and then two tap, sacrifice him, and you can gain three life because he has food. Uh, so, yeah, just a quick little hasty guy to get in there with a little bit of evasion. That's quite nice. Um, also, we have Meringue River Prowler. Two and a blue. Uh, for a 2-1 human rogue, uh, he can't block and can't be blocked and you may cast meringue river prowler from your graveyard as long as you control a black or green permanent cool i mean that kind of ensures we'll always have access to at least this one yeah right? just get out of the graveyard but and like so yeah so imagine we either suit up ginger brute and get through almost unblockable or we suit up tanazir and then the ginger brute becomes a 10 10 as we're attacking along with everything not else. bad that's pretty neat. And so, and since we're chipping away with little creatures, like there's a period of the game where we're building up. So, of course, we're going to run stuff like Kazur Ruthless Stalker, three and a green legendary human warrior, three, three partners with Ukima, but Ukima is not in this deck. Uh, whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, put a plus one plus one counter on that creature. This is a great way to get all our little unblockable creatures in and start putting counters on so Tanazir can double them when they decide to arrive. Mm -hmm. Of course, this this whole deck is going to feel familiar if you are an Edric Spy Master of Trest player. Uh, Edric is, of course, in the deck. One green, blue, elf rogue, legendary 2-2. Two, two. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, its controller can draw a card. This is sort of the political version. And everybody gets to draw when they attack our opponents. But, the, of course, we can attack our opponents, and we plan to. Lots of attacking. It took me a long time to realize that the, the way this card worked. After like, I feel like I saw this card for, like, and like for the first year, didn't understand that my opponents hitting my other opponents would get them to draw, too. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, huge multiplayer politics. Yeah, big time. Uh, and I'm just noticing, I always assumed that Edric, it was a gumball, but Edric's finally above a few bucks. Edric's like three or four bucks finally. Really? It's gotten a few huh. reprints too. That's interesting. Yeah. And then to round out this section of cards, it's a similar effect. It's Biden of Thassa, two blue, blue, legendary enchantment artifact. 
Uh, whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. You also give the extra ability, which I forget about a lot. One in a blue tap. Creatures your opponents control attack this turn if able. Um, you'll use that if it's relevant. Uh, it might not be, but it's, it's nice to have it. But we're, it's here to draw us extra cards. So I've painted a picture where we've got plenty of little dudes. They're getting an unblockable or they're difficult to block. We're either growing them already or we're drawing a ton of cards to get to our other spells to put counters on things and to get ready for a big Tanazir turn. Um, right. And so, so, and then here's a couple, I want to, I want to, Andy, take a couple other ones. Here's how we're going to protect things. We do this. These are the Bogles I've been talking about. Right. Uh, classic invisible stalker is one in a blue uh, for a one, one hex proof human rogue that uh, can't be blocked. That's like the, not the original, but it's like the one we all know and love. And then yeah. we got Slippery Bog Bonder, which is three and a green for a 3 3 flash hexproof. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you put a hexproof counter on target creature, then move any number of counters from among creatures you control onto that creature. Uh, this card was made for Tenazir for sure. Right. right? Like, this is so, an excellent so inclusion here. This is kind of how I talk. So, so, so you can cast Tanazir. And then with Tanazir's ability to double counters on the stack, I can cast the Bog Bonder, throw the Hexproof and all my plus one plus one counters on Tanazir, then let the ability resolve and double the amount of counters on Tanazir. So that's a way to make an enormous Tanazir. Uh, and so to ensure that anything I attack, whenever I attack, everything else becomes like a 2020 or bigger. I don't know. It's it's very fun. The fact that it's doing that and it's giving hexproof via the uh, hexproof counter as well is mm -hmm. pretty pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. I think good. it's neat. Yeah, it's I, neat. I like this card. I've always liked this card. I think it's in my um, Hydra's deck. Yeah, I've included. It. I don't believe I've ca I've managed to cast it yet, but I've mm. but it's good. Well, that's the scene. Shall we get onto some animals? Working on a neat all right um yeah let's do it let's uh what's this first one here so i'm just gonna right so so the first neat moves right we've got to protect the team right tanazir is a key part of the plan maybe we don't get slippery bog bonder up but we do have a few more ways to give our commander hex proof or to protect it so how about eel umbra one in a blue with a, it's a flash aura that enchants a creature enchanted creature gets plus one plus one it also has totem armor which means if this creature was going to be destroyed instead of destroying it get rid of this totem armor eel umbra instead so you can flash this in on Tanazir if people are threatening to destroy it. Um, guess what? Not destroyed. Still in combat. Like like I'm not I'm not removed from combat. Everything great is still happening. Um, or very similar to also one in a blue. Uh, it's also a flash aura, but this is Starlet Mantle. Uh, it, the when it enters, tar uh, the enchanted creature gains hexproof until end of turn, and the creature gets plus one, plus one. So there's another way to protect uh, Tanazir, or maybe a Ginger Brute. Maybe we've got all our eggs on the Ginger Brute train, and we don't want anything to happen there. This, this is another way to protect something like that. Not bad. Um, yeah. One great way to get counters, and I've included this card in a couple of decks I've recently put together, is uh, Renata, Called to the Hunt. Mm -hmm. uh, two green green for the legendary enchantment creature 
demigod. Um, she's a star three, and her power is equal to your devotion degree. So she's often a obviously a two three, but obviously often bigger. Um, she also says though each other creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on it. Just a mm-hmm. very strong ability. Um, I often find, though, it is one, and this is a good thing, it's one that goes, like, a little bit ignored because it's not, it doesn't seem, like, when it's happening, it doesn't seem like it's really having this major impact on the board because it's like, oh, whatever, it's one plus one plus one counter. I'm going to use my removal spell for, like, your commander or something bigger and scarier, but Renata does a lot of work in the decks that want to have plus one plus one counters on these creatures. Right, and and so that effectively, right, so we, we put one ones on a ginger brute, and then if we make Ginger Brute's base power and toughness 6-6, six, six, that counters still on top of that. Like, mm-hmm. Renata does a lot of work. Andy, would you read the next couple cards? Renata's best friend from Theros is in this little oh, Renata's got to have her best friend. Uh, Calife? Calife? Beloved of the Sea. One blue blue. Same deal. Legendary champion creature. Demigod. Star three. Power equal to their devotion to blue. Creatures and enchantments you control have spells your opponents cast that target this permanent cost one more to cast. So that's the new ward thing, basically. Um, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar, similar, right? Um, and then we also have... Uh, where is it? Monastery. Yeah, there it is. Monastery Siege, which is... Uh, I like this card. I've included this card in some decks. It's two and a blue. Enchantment. It's one of the cons or dragons things. Um, if you choose cons at the beginning of your draw step, you draw an additional card, then discard a card. So you just get to loot, which is nice. And then dragons is spells your opponents cast that target you or a permanent you control cost two more to cast. Okay. So We're building up a little bit of a ward package. Yeah. Um, you know, if we don't have access to our hex proof, maybe, um, or maybe you don't want to run quite as much hex proof because, you know, uh, it's le- it's hexproof can be a little less than fun sometimes when your opponents feel like, well, I, I mean, I can't, but there's nothing we can do about this. So like monastery siege and, and, uh, Calafy are nice kind of ways to get, get around that, but still kind of play a little bit nicer. Um, yeah, so we've got, so we've talked about a ton of protection, but how are we getting the team through, right? Like not everyone's unblockable, right? So what, what about something like a noble quarry? This is two and a green, the enchantment unicorn, one, one, uh, all creatures able to block it must do so. And you can bestow it for five and a green and the enchanted creature gets the same ability. Uh, and the enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one. So this is a double lure. You enchant something with it, attack, everything has to block it. So if everyone else gets through and the thing that you enchanted with noble quarry probably dies but that's okay now noble quarry is sitting on the battlefield by themselves and you get to do it again next turn to the next living opponent because i'm assuming that opponent is no longer alive i love the lore and then in similarly uh this is another totem armor uh a new one they made in uh, commander 2018 uh this is octopus umbra Three blue blue for an aura enchanted creature totem armor. If you destroy it, lose this instead of destroying the creature. Enchanted creature has base power and toughness eight eight, which works great with plus one plus counters as I've mentioned, and has whenever this creature attacks, you may tap target creature with power eight or less. Um, great. Do they have one haste thing that is allowed to block ginger brute? Tap <laughs> it down. Now, now they yeah. can't. <laughs> yeah, good call. Yeah. And so this is this is what I've been kind of slow rolling here. Every neat move card so far 
was an enchantment. I noticed that. Enchantment creatures, uh, enchantments themselves, enchantment auras. So we're going to do a little enchantress thing while Uh, we're going on, right? Of course we're going to run. You know, Andy, give us a few of these. You got to have your Eidolana Blossoms, who is also an enchantment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spirit creature, 2-2. Consolation, whenever... It or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control. You draw a card. The ETB yep. thing is key because not all enchantress stuff is about ETB. Some of it's about cast. So the yeah. constellation triggers are always so great. Um, yeah. Nylea's Colossus. This was this was our preview card for this it set. It was. Um, this, is a, this is an absolute monster of a card. Uh, also, seven mana, six and a green for six, six. It's an enchantment, creature, giant. Its constellation is whenever it or another uh, enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, you double target creatures' power and toughness until end of turn. Right, and hmm. if you do that to Tanazir themselves and then attack, that doubling applies to your whole team. Like, like it, yeah. it, it, Night of these classes is perfect in this deck. Um, of course, we're also... Oh, yeah, um, um, I didn't highlight the cards, but we've got all the enchantment ramp as well. Like, uh, our ramp package is in enchantment form, right? We are enchanting our lands to tap for extra colors or extra green. Um, one of them, I think New Horizons, even puts a plus one plus one counter on a creature as you enchant it. So, like, that's perfect synergy for the deck. I want to point out uh, um, one of my favorite ramp cards that I think is vastly underrated is Wild Growth, the single green aura for... An- you chant a land, and it when it's tapped, it makes a forest. So it's like it's yeah. just a one mana ramp spell. Yeah, Very yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Excellent, excellent. A couple more enchantments that just kind of make the deck work really well. Uh, one of them is Hadana's Climb. One green blue legendary enchantment at the beginning of combat on your turn. Put a plus one plus encounter on target creature. Tan is here. Uh, <laughs> then, if that creature has three or more plus one plus encounters, transform Hadana's Climb. Uh, to Winged Temple of Orazka, it taps to add man of any color, and you can pay one green, blue, tap. Target creature you control gains flying and gets plus X, plus X until at a turn where X is power. So we can do this. We could, it, so we, If we do this right uh, at the beginning of... So so we can't do it the turn it flips because this and Tanazir's... Oh, no, we can because at the beginning of combat, put something on Tanazir or someone else, flip it, Activate it before we before we resolve Tanazir's trigger to pass its power along. So we'll double Tanazir's power and then give that power toughness to the rest of our team. You don't need many assistant creatures. I've got a ton of enchantments here. You might be like, well, where are the little dudes? There's not enough little dudes. There's enough little dudes. You yeah. don't need that many. You don't need very many little dudes when like they have, you know, can't be blocked and stuff like that with cards like yeah. this, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, and one more, Andy. You, I, I think I think you'll like this one. This one's Primal Empathy. Uh, one green blue for the enchantment that says the beginning of your upkeep, draw a card if you control the creature with the greatest power among creatures on the battlefield. Otherwise, put a plus one plus one creature on a creature you control. Perfect, right? Just either way. Either way, we're happy. Perfect synergy here. Very happy to have either thing happen. I love it. Yeah. I love cards like this. Oh, man. 
yeah, we turned it into an enchantress deck, which I think was so cool. Like, I think, like, on the surface, sure, we're making little creatures unblockable, get them through. That's obvious. But this enchantress angle, I got to thank the Discord for helping me brainstorm all these things and putting all our heads together. Thank you to Pips Don't Lie, Blurry Sasquatch Chiefy, Nosrak 2, Knuckle Booper, Mattis Men, Demir Buffalo, Brave Sir Robin, Groove Chicken, T Coats, Lol What, Neo Maxis, as usual, the full gang. Uh, thanks, everybody. Couldn't couldn't have uh, done all this without you, so much appreciated. Let's do the budget report, shall we? Let's do it. I have a feeling this one came in at a very reasonable price, and I'm not I'm not just saying that because I'm looking at the cost, but <laughs> I, uh, I I it just feels like you didn't really run by anything that seemed like it was like we were surprised Edric was like over a dollar, you know, like yeah, this one feels like a lot of of nice budget cards here. Yeah, definitely. Um, the mid price is about eighty six bucks. The low is forty. Um, nice. and we can make that even cheaper. I mean, I, the utopia sprawl is that single mana enchantment aura that has to enchant a forest. Uh, and then that land taps for two mana instead of one. Um, uh, that's a, that's, this card's like almost 10 bucks. So that's wild. That's, I mean, it, it, it kind of makes sense to me in that I, I get it. It's wild growth. That makes any color. It like makes any colors. Two of the chosen no, it's add one of the yeah. So add one of the chosen color of any color, basically. Yeah, you have to get the green from the forest. It has to go on. Like there's a world where like if your first land is like a not a forest, if it's like a, a non basic, you can't play this on one. Totally, totally, and and yeah, I think that's why it's like kind of cousin the wild growth, the original kind of version of it is kind of underrated it's because it's not fixing our mana. Whereas this one is fixing the mana. It's ramping us all for one. Like and it only asks that we have a forest. That's a pretty small yeah. ask. That's pretty but reasonable. Like, trade it in for wild growth or something else. Same yeah, for ten bucks, bucks though, certainly I would just yeah get any of the other ones that do the same thing. Ooh, Andy, did you know this next card was as expensive as it was? I did not even know about this card. It's called Cephalid Constable. It's one blue blue for a one one. Uh, Cephalid Wizard. It says whenever it deals combat damage to a player, return up to. Th- that many target permanents that player controls to their owner's hands. Okay, I do remember this card now because I remember seeing a, a creature that did this. This was it, obviously, but mm. it's up to seven fifty, almost ten yeah. bucks for this thing. Um, I mean, powerful ability. See, I get it. Yeah, we can see why it's so good in here. If you can make this unblockable and like yeah. give it like ten power, then they have to return ten permanents. That's wild. Uh, to their hand, and w- you're allowed to pick lands. Like I think that's why it's so expensive. Yeah. Because it doesn't say non-land, so you can really just put a player's board back to turn zero. <laughs> just like, yeah, I'm gonna reverse time warp you seven like times. Like it's almost worse than annihilator. Like annihilator, almost the, the highest annihilator is what? Like I don't know what six. Five, well, this say that's illegal. Yeah, there's right? an, yeah, there's an illegal card six. So in commander, it's like four maybe. Yeah, it's like, four. It's four. Like pump cephalid constable with tanazir that's already five right like that's yeah it's pretty it's it feels comparable if you can actually get the hit in yeah cut it save a few bucks no big deal done um or or maybe you're going the other way maybe you're like i want to do this deck but i want to do it with i got some budget i want to buy some cards and put some in there maybe you have an asceticism Mm. which is 20 bucks now it's the three green green enchantment 
creatures you control have hexproof and you can pay one and a green to regenerate target creature goes great in this deck undoubtedly but it's 20 bucks you know either you have one or you don't this is a card that badly needs a reprint in my opinion badly um it was in secret packs even really well yeah. you know what i mean it's just a good card in commander obviously i mean mm-hmm. it's 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 it is it is errated to be hexproof or not errated but oracle mm-hmm. um so i mean maybe they don't love spreading too much hexproof around maybe that's it yeah. <clears throat> um another one is nix bloom ancient <clears throat> four green 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 it's the enchantment creature the elemental the five five with trample that triples um mana basically you know if you yeah. tap something for mana it triples it instead um 20 bucks as well uh this one i actually kind of expected this to drop after a little while like i thought there would be a lot of good hype around it but it seems to have maintained it's a bit win more it is a bit win more yeah and like I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of surprised because you, you still need to get up there to seven before you can cast it. And then obviously it's very good once it's on the on the battlefield. But getting it onto the battlefield can be a bit of a it's, it's yeah. you know, it's not nothing. And quite frankly, I don't know if we can you really maximize triple mana <laughs> like at that point. We're just like, yeah, OK. Yeah, like I want to see big X spells like this is one that, you know, if you can run that like. Prismari deck you were running where you wanted to play a bunch of oh, X spells, yeah. you know, that could use an exclamation if it was if it was uh, able to use green. Would be perfect there, yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean I didn't even talk about it, but sure, like any of your like doubling seasons to get extra counters, like anything mm-hmm. like that, of course throw those in, right? Uh there's some enchantress cards that are like specifically very expensive because they haven't been printed very often. Um, so sure, run a couple of those. Like it's up to you. You can you could you could crank this up to 150, 200 bucks, no problem. But or run it for 86. Hardened scales is like six, seven sure. bucks. That's yeah, that's, that's fairly reasonable. You could you know swap one of those out. That's a, that's a great card whenever we're adding counters to stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. This is a good deck. I this think so. Fun. It's I, super fun. Uh, yeah, I I love Simic like big beefy creatures. Like it's really. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Um, yeah, well, let's. Um, that's it. That's the deck. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, thanks for watching. Uh, this week we're gonna be back again next week with more. Uh, in the meantime, check out Lost Cards when it when it drops because we're gonna be. Uh, we'll talk about a couple of the angles we didn't hit on this episode. Check it out. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck, let's go to our TCG player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.